Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisada Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Hi listeners, welcome back to Disclaimers Aside. It feels like it's been such a long time since I've recorded a podcast episode. It's been three weeks. The last episode that I recorded happened to be a really long one, so I broke it into two parts. And that was my first time exploring that. I hope you guys like that. I teased the conversation just a little bit for you guys. But then also we have switched to bi-weekly episodes which has helped immensely. I am in full swing for spring quarter. I have three weeks as of today left of the quarter and this quarter has just been crazy busy like no other. Fully back in person, a lot of things going on, it's the end of the year and I was, I'm not gonna lie, getting a little bit burnt out. This past week I actually didn't upload on YouTube which if you know me, if you know my track work track record i'm pretty consistent with youtube i don't often take breaks i think the longest i've taken a break on youtube has been like two weeks maybe when i was in high school and really stressed out but for the most part i've always managed to make time to upload every week this past week however i had a lot going on i was sick number one i caught some kind of really bad cold it wasn't rona i got tested it wasn't rona my camera broke i had to ship it home and then my parents took it to like the repair shop and i'm still waiting on it to come back and i had a lot going on in terms of school i was feeling burnt out creatively and it just wasn't gonna happen like an upload was not going to happen so instead of forcing it i decided to take a break this past week and I miss vlogging already. It's been a week and I miss vlogging already, so I already know that it's doing some kind of good. Yeah, that's the energy that I'm trying to channel is like recognizing when I need to take a break from things. Breaks will make your work a lot better. Today's podcast episode, I'm recording with my younger sister. We don't really get into it until like towards the end of the episode, so I figured I would just tell you guys right now. I'm the oldest of two sisters. If you guys don't watch my vlogs on YouTube, they actually aren't on too many of my vlogs. I don't typically vlog around them a ton. They don't love to be on camera all the time. So you can find them here and there sprinkled in my vlogs. But I don't know if you guys can tell. I feel like I give off older sister energy. I gotta ask people in my life. So I have two younger sisters. Today we are going to be recording with Rakia. She is two and a half years younger than me. And right now she's a senior in high school. She's about to graduate. And this is like our first year apart. I guess to talk a little bit about our relationship, because we don't really get into it too much on the podcast. When we were younger, we used to fight a lot. I think it's because we were so close in age was part of the reason but also another part of the reason is she is she doesn't really have a filter a lot of the times she can be an aggressive person which won't come off come across in the podcast episode it's actually interesting because when she's like in the classroom setting or like in the past i've filmed videos with her she seems like she's this very quiet and shy person but really she's very feisty and i think she shows her love a lot of the times by bullying you 
That's how you know you've gotten close to her is if she starts bullying you. Rakia is right now in a transitional period of her life. She's in her last month of high school, about to start college, about to start a new chapter of her life. And I think growing up, we fought a lot. But then as we got older, we became a lot more close. I feel like the pandemic is when we became the closest like when our relationship got the best just because of all that forced proximity and i think just in high school we we bonded we still fought we still definitely fought obviously we're sisters so that's never gonna go away but that's rakia and then i have a younger sister harima hopefully i can have her on a future podcast episode i'm still trying to convince her she is a sophomore in high school i'm four and a half years older than her i think because of the bigger age gap we haven't fought too much and i don't know she's a very chill laid back little sister it's hard to get mad at her yeah those are my sisters hopefully i can convince honeyma to be on the podcast in the future but for now i hope you guys enjoy today's episode let's go ahead and dive into the conversation welcome to the podcast thanks all right, so before we get started with the actual interview, I want to do some podcast polls. Okay. Okay, first one is Attack on Titan versus Demon Slayer. That's not fair. I knew you'd say that. I'm not choosing. You can't choose between the two? No, they're good in their own unique ways. Okay. I know this one is definitely a hard one, but I'm going to put it up as a poll and we'll see what the audience thinks. Okay. Next one is, do you get your fashion inspiration from Pinterest or TikTok? Pinterest. Yeah, I agree. I, if When I really think about it, like TikTok de- definitely does have a lot of like fast fashion trends, but I think Pinterest is like where you can see more of it all in one place. Okay, next one is Kendrick Lamar versus Kanye West. Oh, I don't care about either of them. Wait, really? You, you didn't listen to Kendrick's new album? It came out like yesterday. No. You need to go listen to it. It's really good. We'll see about that. Okay. Listen to it and we'll talk. Okay, next one is concerts versus shows. So what I mean by like shows is like Broadway shows, like going to the theater. Concerts. Have you been to a concert before? No, but I haven't been to a show either. Okay, me neither. I haven't been to a concert, but I've been to a show before. I've been to a couple shows. This summer though, inshallah, we're going to make it happen. We're going to go to our first concert. Last one is Disneyland versus Knott's Berry Farm. Disney. Really? I'm surprised. Disney is more like sightseeing. It's more cute and like aesthetic. I feel like you like going to Knott's more. Well, I go to Knott's a lot because Knott's is cheap. That's true. Do you still have an annual pass for Knott's Berry Farm? I think it just expired. I'm not going to renew it though, I don't think. Yeah, because the prices went up, right? I mean, they're like relatively the same. It's just, I don't know if I'll have people to go with when I go to college. I have never been to Knott's Berry Farm. I've only been to Disneyland, but I feel like if you're more of a rides person, you would like Knott's Berry Farm more, which you're not really a rides person. No. Okay, introduce yourself. Give the audience a two-minute elevator pitch about yourself. Hi, um, my name's Rakia. I'm a senior in high school. My zodiac sign is Gemini. I like reading and collecting manga. I used to work at Kumon, and then I used to be a barista. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's not funny. The Kumon was. I worked at Kumon for two years and as a barista for about a year, and I'm currently unemployed. Unfortunately, unemployed and sad about it, right? Yeah, I'm really broke. How does it feel that you continued the cycle of abuse? Like, we grew up going to Kumon, and 
you know, you you decided to take initiative and continue that cycle of abuse by working at Kumon? Well, personally, tutoring is something that I've always enjoyed since like elementary school. I'm not, don't laugh, I'm serious. I used to like, when I was in fifth grade, I would tutor my fellow fifth grade students in like math so I could make a little extra like fake money, you know, the currency that we had. And then I tutored. Wait, they would actually pay you the school dollars? Yeah, I would do it during break. And then when I was in middle school, like sixth through eighth grade, I went back to that same teacher and I tutored for him on Thursdays. So it was like a no brainer that tutoring at Kumon was something I wanted to do. I thought it was a great job, to be honest. The kids are pretty amusing. It's just, I didn't want to stay long term. Nice, giving back to the community. Yeah, I feel like you have a lot more patience when it comes to little kids than I do. What was your favorite part of working at Coffee Bean? Um, the fact that you get to say you're a barista is already a 10 out of 10. Honestly, favorite part was probably the 50% discount. <laughs> For real. No, you tell anyone that you're, you were used, you used to be a barista and they're automatically impressed. Yeah, because I can make any coffee drink that I want. Like, I know how to make it. Yeah, it never goes away. And it, it definitely was a skill, especially since we specifically, so we both worked at the same location. But she worked at my location after I left for college, and it was a drive-through. Let me tell you, coffee shops that are drive-throughs, please have some sympathy for the workers because it is a whole nother deal. Yeah, that's the only reason I quit is because I went through so much abuse. Not necessarily from management, but like the customers, and I guess like partially management because I don't think our location should have remained open with how little like staff members we had. And then that was causing customers to get really angry and like all that. So the people that were really nice in the drive-thru, like you guys stuck in my head. It was always so appreciative. Yeah, one time over winter break, I was at a coffee shop and a random like couple came up to me and they thought I, I was you. And they were like, hey, we haven't seen you at Coffee Bean in a while, Rakia. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's my sister. Okay, they had good intentions though. Yeah, the nice customers were great. The mean customers were really out of pocket and entitled. Yeah. It's old people in Orange County. Yeah, especially Laguna Woods. Disclaimers aside, what is an unpopular opinion you have? Beyonce is overrated. Rakia, are you trying to get canceled? No, I, I don't think you're, I don't think your music's that great. Like, she has, like, like, her hits that, like, everyone knows. Those are all amazing. But then you listen to her albums and they're just like, okay, I'm not sure what people see. Okay, I kind of agree with you because I'm not a Beyonce stan. However, I understand why people like her music. No, I don't understand why they're Beyonce stans to begin with. I just think she's overrated. Mm, okay, that's valid. I also think that like part of the reason is also that was like kind of a different era. I think the people that really appreciate her were were a little are a little bit older. That's true. Middle aged. Not middle-aged, just like a couple of years older than us. <laughs> yeah. Millennials? Okay. No, I feel like it's more like the Gen Z millennial cusp. Like just a couple, like five years older than us, that was like Beyonce's prime time. And I think she has a talented voice. But, you know, disclaimers aside. I guess like stuff works out in its own way eventually. I always beat myself up for like my sophomore year grades because they were like really really bad obviously i got into a college that was somewhere i really really wanted to go you know even though 
ever since like sophomore year I've been scared that like nothing's gonna work out it still worked out in its own way if you do the best you can like it'll work out I like that I definitely agree with that one what is your favorite memory from childhood we were so smart in second grade you remember how mom like took all of our Halloween candy and like locked it up oh my god yeah and it, she locked it up in a luggage yeah and then she like hid the key and remember how i used to be so good at finding everything per usual i found the key after like a couple days of snooping and then me and you used to sneak in there like all the time and like steal candy and then one day i think you accidentally locked the the lock no it was either you or me but we like got the key stuck in the luggage so then we had to like fess up to mom and dad and tell her tell them that we've been like stealing candy and then they threw all our halloween candy away I think I remember that, and I think that was in specific. What I remember from that was, di- didn't you have like a chocolate Dove bar or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because 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 I because I was like, no, mom, my because I had been saving my Dove bar, and then I was like, you can't throw it away. And then after we told them that we got it stuck in there, and mom's like, I'm throwing all your candy away. I was like, no, not the Dove bar. And then I think she gave it to dad, and dad ate it in front of me. So I never got my Dove bar. Oh my god. (laughs) I was like, no, because... Exactly. And then I didn't even get it in the end. I 100% remember that, because I remember every time we would raid it, I'd be like, can we please switch the Dove bar today? And you're like, nope, we're gonna save it. That was so bad. We were such sneaky kids. My favorite memory was we were in San Diego, and this is the most crusty, dusty thing you can do as a kid. Oh, is this the door thing? Yes. Every time I think about this, I just want to kill my younger self. I don't know what Rekhi and I were thinking. I don't even know where we were trying to hustle for this money for. Like, where would we have spent this? But essentially, we, we lived in San Diego. And we lived in, like, a townhouse in this, like, cookie-cutter neighborhood. And we decided one day that we were going to go knock on people's door with a thing of Clorox wipes and ask people if we could clean their doors for 25 cents. So I kid you not, we went door by door asking people if we could clean their door for 25 cents. And, like, a lot of the times we would no one would answer or people would just say no. But I remember there was this specific guy. We got to this one house. The guy was like, I don't have money, but if you guys are hungry, I'll I'll get, I'll bring you some food. So he goes in his house and he gives us these like two like oatmeal bars, like these like chocolate chip oatmeal breakfast bars. And we literally, <laughs> I literally hate her. No, he gave us some change too. He gave us some change? Okay. He gave us like 75 cents. I hate us for this, but we literally took the bars, we took the change, we were so giddy. And then we went to our neighbors, who were friends with our parents, and we knock on their door, and we tell them the same thing. And then they're like, oh, why are you, like, collecting money? And we straight up were too embarrassed to say, I don't know, like, we were too embarrassed to say that we were just trying to collect money for I don't even know what. So we lied. And we were like, yeah, we're trying to buy our dad a present for his birthday. His birthday's coming up. Straight up lie. They just were like, oh, no need to wash our doors here. You can have some money. And I just, I don't know what we were thinking. No, I remember we even like crouched in the bushes to eat the bars. Because we're like, if mom finds out we got food from a stranger, she'll kill us. 
And I was like, well, of course. Like, he could have, he literally could have poisoned us. Our mom knows now. But I remember we were like, if mom finds out about this, like, we're done for. We're going to be grounded for a month. We were scared for our lives. Let's just say that. It was a great time. No, we were wild kids. We would do the craziest, the craziest stuff as kids. So what is your favorite place that we've lived in? We've only lived in three places. <sighs> Probably here. Really? You're going to be boring? Orange County? Yeah, I love having grown up in Orange County. We're an hour away from San Diego, an hour away from LA. We live in Laguna and like 50 billion different beaches. There's so much to do here. You know, you can go to like Spectrum. You can go to just like so many different places. I just think there are a lot of activity things to do, whereas other people literally live in the Midwest. Yeah. Like imagine if we still lived in Chicago. Okay, well, I loved living in Chicago. I would move back in a heartbeat. And yes, we lived in the Midwest technically, but we lived 40 minutes outside of the city like we lived in the suburbs so there was plenty to do and I f i'm talking about like i'm talking about like the city we lived in like there's not much to do like that gets bored easily and like yes we were near chicago but like here we're near la and san diego like that's double the cities yes i agree that Orange County is geographically in a great place. There's lots to do when you're older. But I think looking back on my childhood, I wasn't out here trying to go to like Chi Town on the weekends as a kid. Maybe it's just because I'm a very nostalgic person. But honestly, I think I had the most fun in San Diego because in Chicago, I remember the neighborhood we lived in, there weren't a lot of kids there. But I feel like in San Diego, there were a lot of kids in the neighborhood our age. We had a lot of freedom, it felt like. Like, I remember we were just always riding bikes and doing crazy stuff. And it was fun. But Orange County is great, don't get me wrong. Maybe it was also because we were younger when we lived in San Diego. But I just felt like I had a lot more fun when we lived in San Diego. Yeah, that's true. You think I should get, like, one of those, like, African stoles? Yes, but they don't give them out to high school students, do they? No, I mean, I can, like, buy it. Oh, you're saying to buy it and then for your grad pictures? Mm-hmm. You should. You should do that. I love them. But it might clash with my dress, though. What dress are you wearing? One of my African dresses. Oh. Yeah, I'll see. I mean, definitely, like, send me pictures and I'll tell you. But I think you should full send and do it. It'll look nice in the pictures. And you can reuse it for college, too. Okay. How did the pandemic impact your high school experience? It screwed up my grades sophomore year. I thought it would help my grades, and then no, my teachers were really, really mean. Junior year was spent online, and it actually, it was, I would say it was a lot more like lonelier, just because I wasn't going out and stuff and seeing my friends. But I don't really regret it because I was able to have so much more time because of like online school. I would like finish class early. I would do homework during like choir. And that's how I was able to handle working two jobs and taking a full load of APs. So it definitely made me a lot more efficient. You know, senior year when things don't matter as much, I was able to go back in school. So I think it worked out perfectly for me personally. I know a lot of people would disagree though and say that it kind of ruined them. But I think the class of 22 definitely benefited the most from online school. I feel like sophomore and junior year, those are like the two hardest academic years. So it's kind of nice to be able to have things online, as you mentioned, to be a little more flexible. But then also your senior year 
when you get to do things like graduation and prom and like homecoming you get to like participate in like those really fun end of high school activities that like for example i graduated in 2020 i did get like the beginning half of my senior year but i missed out on like a graduation and a prom which i'm now over but in the moment it definitely was a little sad did you end up participating in senior assassin uh no I looked at the people that were participating in it. One of my friends really wanted me to do it with them. And I was like, look, I wasn't planning on doing it. But, you know, if you want to do it and you need someone, I'd be down to do it. But we thought about it and we looked at the people that were participating in it. And it was like those people in our grade that we're not necessarily comfortable with and are like super popular. And I was like, I don't want them stalking my house or stalking me. So I told them like all my pros and cons and then we all agreed that we just didn't want to participate that's unfortunate my grade pretty much a majority of people participated i feel like a lot of people participated all my friends did it so it was really fun and it was one of my like highlights of senior year especially since that was in february of 2020 so it was like the month before it was right before the pandemic hit wow class of 2020 is so bitter I know, it's okay. We're over it. Going to school in OC as black, Muslim, and a hijabi, you experience microaggressions and overt racism. One of the things that I admire that you were able to do was take that and bring about positive change through an initiative. Can you talk about what that was like? Yeah, so obviously I'm like black and Muslim and I've mostly experienced like more attacks on being like Muslim rather than black, but I know a couple other people at my school who are black have experienced issues with that. I think it was always a little bit easier just because most of my classes are like POCs and all my friends are POCs. I guess I would like from time to time experience things like when I was in middle school, these kids like chased my car with branches and were like screaming Allahu Akbar and then they like didn't get in any trouble and I still see these kids at school. I remember they were in my PE class and they got called up to the office and when they came back they were talking to their friends and they're like some parent ratted us out. I was like listening in and they're just like oh my god yeah some parents ratted us out for what we did the other day but you know the school didn't do anything they just you know gave us a warning and I'm like are you kidding me? But I know at the height of the pandemic, people just do not learn. No, for real. I was like, are you not embarrassed? Like, I'm right here. In 2020, I ended up joining a newly formed organization called CUSD Against Racism. Basically, it was like a smaller organization. We just collected testimonials, like hundreds of them. Like, they were really sad to read and everybody just said um their experience with cusd and how their individual schools had like said like microaggressions or like blatant racist comments towards them i was on my school's task force and i was tasked specifically with creating like an open letter to the school where we addressed our concerns we addressed the testimonials and we demanded change through suggestions like one of the things we were able to get was trialing out like an ethnic studies course people in the district some um like 60 or 70 students were able to take like an ethnic studies course which is pretty cool so hopefully in the future they add that in but it was pretty nice being a part of that organization because it felt like we were doing something which we actually did something but it was also sad just to see how so many different students had been affected especially being like one of like the minority minorities because at my school 
Our school, I would say, is a little bit more diverse than other schools. We have like a pretty big Asian population and Hispanic population, but the black population is like 0%. I would say in the majority of my classes, I'm like the only black student. That's really good that you guys are getting an ethnic studies class because ethnic studies programs, even in college, are new. Even UC Santa Cruz only just introduced critical race and ethnicity studies as a major recently in an ethnic studies a black studies minor but i really do think that the way to bring about change in like society and in places like orange county where there is such blatant racism and ignorance is like by starting with education so i think that is really cool that you guys got ethnic studies to be introduced into the district level i definitely agree our school was diverse in the way that there were quite a few like asians south asians east asians quite a few middle eastern people but it was only like i want to say like you could count on your hands how many black people were in my grade at least and then on top of that both of us were the only i don't know about your grade but i was the only hijabi besides you at the school yeah actually in harima's grade there's like a girl who's muslim and wears a hijab as well it was actually really nice because um one of my friends she's a freshman one of her friends came up to me at homecoming and was like, oh my god, I love your hijab. And she was telling me that it was like really nice to see somebody wearing it just because she didn't personally wear it, but she's like, yeah, I know it's an expectation. And it's just so hard because of social pressures and to see you like do that is really admirable. And I was like, aww, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's really nice when things like that happen. I remember sophomore year, I had a friend who was also Muslim and she she ended up like exiting high school early and going to community college early graduating early but she ended up actually wearing the hijab after she left our high school and it was really nice because she was like yeah you inspired me to start and i think just like doing that that's really special so next year you're going to ucla Take me through what it was like opening up that acceptance letter. That day was kind of a little bit hectic just because um, I had a student-run show because my teacher got removed temporarily for refusing. <laughs> no, he he basically is an anti-masker and refused to wear a mask and to properly test, submit like weekly tests for like COVID. So he got removed right before our show and me and... Um, some of the officers in my choir program had to put on our cabaret show by ourselves. So it was that Friday. And then um, that was also the day that UCI and UCSD decisions were supposed to come out, which were like two really big schools I really wanted to go to. I was at rehearsal around like four or five. And I got the notification that there's a status update to SD. So I checked and I got waitlisted and I did not expect to get waitlisted. To be honest, just because my stats were like at the target zone and like slightly above, I think. Maybe not. I'm not sure. And then on the way home, I got a status update to UCI. And then I also got waitlisted. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now because I never expected that I would get into like UCLA or Berkeley. Um, I thought like, oh, maybe I could get into those, but I don't think so. But UCI and UCSD were the schools that I really thought I was going to get into. And like hoped i'd get into so i got home and i'm like it's okay like i'm okay with the wait list like at least there's still a chance me and my friends have like a group chat for college decisions and we were celebrating because my friend got into uci and we were really happy for her 
And then she's like, oh, I got rejected from L.A. Oh, well, I kind of knew it. Like, yay, UCI. And I was like, oh, it's out. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll check really quickly. So I'm like parked outside the garage. I'm about to get out of my car. And I'm like, oh, got to put in my application number. And I'm like putting it in. I'm like, let me just search for like maybe a wait list. So I log in and I start scanning the paper looking for like wait list. And I'm like, wait a second. And it says congratulations, and I read it, and I'm like, oh my god, my heart just like, I felt like I had just ran a mile. I was like, oh my god, and so I like basically fell out of the car, <laughs> like I almost fell onto the ground. I start running through the garage, didn't even bother to close it. I walk in, and I see my mom. I saw like mom was like walking between the garage and the front door, like on the phone with dad. I think I I yelled at her. I'm like mom, and then I was like, and then I like shut my voice because i was like oh yeah mom wants to like prank everyone if i get into a good school you know so i'm like i'm like frantically waving at her i'm like come here come here and then i look and my dad's not in the kitchen or anything so i was like okay i can tell her i was like well i didn't say dude i said mom i was like mom i got into ucla and she's like what i'm like yeah and she's like no 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 you're lying right i'm like i'm like no and then we started jumping up and down and we're like we're all like screaming and then you guys came downstairs and it was it was really great yeah it was a great moment i gotta say from my perspective of things that was actually the day that i got back in from for spring break so i literally flew in that morning i had been at home my our other sister harima was at home so i was like hanging out in her room she was telling me about like her plans because she wants to like redo her room this summer we're literally sitting there like going through her pinterest board and then i just hear screaming from downstairs and i knew it was an acceptance because i knew that day like people were there were so many rumors and stuff that things were coming out that day it was like a friday so i knew exactly what it was but I also didn't know if it was Irvine or LA. And so I ran downstairs and I heard you guys like screaming about UCLA and then we all started screaming, we were all crying. It was an emotional moment to say the least because I think morale was a little bit down up until that point. Uh, congratulations, it was like truly an amazing accomplishment and you know, props to you for making it happen. I think I got lucky, but... So before we end the episode, I asked some of the listeners over on Instagram to submit some questions to ask us. So I'm going to just go through those and ask you some of the questions that people are curious about. Someone asked, do you guys speak other languages? Okay, so we're like mixed between two tribes. So like Fulani speak Pul and then Moors speak Hassania. I can like understand Hassania decently well. I just can't like speak it. The words don't like form. But if you're speaking to me, I can kind of understand what you're saying. I don't understand Pular at all though. Wait, you really don't understand anything in Pular? From Pular? No, like nothing. Dang. I understand both like 100%. I can speak a little bit of broken Hassania, like very, very broken, really bad. Like our cousin Horia. She speaks it fluently, and when I, like, try and practice with her, she's always laughing at me. But I think when I was a kid, I used to speak Hassania, and then also Rakhia, mom, mom told me that when we used to come back from Mauritania when we were kids, we would sp be speaking to each other in Hassania. So you used to be able to speak it as a kid. Yeah, I think this, that's why I can understand it. That makes sense. Are you going to try, when we go to Mauritania, inshallah, this summer, are you going to try and, like, speak Hassania? I think so. If we're hanging out with like Moyam, I think maybe I'll ask sometimes. Maybe she can speak Hassania. 
so we can like practice a little bit because it'd be nice to get it back yeah i think that's the only way we can learn because like we don't know a lot of mauritanian people here and for context hassania is like a dialect of arabic so mm -hmm. it's very similar to arabic there are even like similar words and things it's just there aren't a lot of people here that speak it so we don't get a lot of practice someone else asked do you find it weird or difficult to be affectionate towards your sisters if yes why do you think uh no i don't think it's weird really no i think you do because you're always very mean i'm not mean you don't think you have a mean personality um okay maybe <laughs> yeah okay there you go just admit it it's okay i'm not admitting to be me being mean it's okay if i put up a poll on my instagram is rakhi a mean yes or no it's gonna be yes go ahead and do it we'll see what they say bet we'll do it yeah rakhiya harima and i were three sisters we're not the most affectionate and i honestly think it's probably just because our parents aren't like don't really sh like in our family we don't show like affection like that but it doesn't mean we don't love each other right rakhiya yes someone said funniest fights and makeups <laughs> remember that one honeymoon recorded <laughs> yeah. okay let me tell you a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago i i remembered this iconic fight it was like our parents went to san diego or something and they left us all together i was like probably like 15 14 15 so we're in the house and Rocky and I get into a fight about something. I don't know what it is, but it gets violent. Like we pull out the hangers and we're hitting each other and screaming. And then our sister Harima proceeds, instead of being the peacemaker, she proceeds to film it. She films the entire fight and she edits it with music and she like distorts our voices too. <laughs> and the other day I was like, no, it's like the like, the news reporter voices too it's like uh dun 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 dee nee 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 and then she goes and then i sort of like close the door on my arm and then I'm like screaming, but it's like super high pitched because she went and she put like this voice distorter and it's like the dumbest thing ever. Ah! 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 I'm like, Harima, I'm like, do you still have this video? And she's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, no way. Maybe I'll insert a little bit of the audio in you guys see here but it it cracks me up yeah we used to honestly looking back when we were kids so here's the dynamic i probably should have said this from the beginning i'm the oldest rakhi is two years younger than me or actually like two and a half years and then harima is like 18 or 20 months younger than rakhi so harima and i really didn't fight that much growing up but rakhi and i were like at each other's throats all the time because rakhi is you know a bully i'm not a bully you can't be bullied by someone that's younger than you let's not get ahead of ourselves you can you can and it happened that's the thing you can but that's kind of embarrassing no no someone else asked what's it like living away from your sister i mean i already have a better sister here so I get to go into your closet and take whatever you like left whenever I want. I can raid your bookshelf. Um, currently, I'm relaxing on your bed. 
<laughs> so it's like I get a second room. Rakia at this point has is occupying three rooms in our house now. Not one, not two, three rooms. She has a full room downstairs, like with a TV and a couch and everything. She she occupies my other sister's room, and then when I moved to college, she just decided to take over my entire room. Sleeps in my silk sheets every night now. She tried to steal my Marc Jacobs setting powder the other day. I was disturbed. Okay, mind you, no, don't even slander them. <laughs> I didn't take over the entire thing. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> I did not. That was a joke. And by the way, the silk sheets are terrible. All the time, I just, no, the comforter, like the, the like sheets, they fall off the bed. And the pillows all fall off the bed because of the silk. You should get it changed to cotton. It's because you're an animal. I'm not an animal. The reason I bought silk sheets are they're luxurious. They're like nice on your skin. They're not luxurious. They are. They're a form of self-care. And if you don't like it, don't sleep in my bed. It's very simple as that. I'll change them out. Here's the thing. I have my room at home. And over spring break, I decide to leave behind some nice skincare, some nice makeup, just nice products overall. Because in my head, I'm thinking, after this year, I'm going to be so exhausted, so burnt out. I want to come home and I just want to be able to, like, enjoy myself and, like, you know, self-care. Practice self-care. I'm FaceTiming Rakia the other day and she's like, hey, are you going to use this? And she flips the camera and it's my nice Marc Jacobs setting powder that my mom gave me that I've been saving for this summer. Another day, she's wearing my matching set, my matching set from Target. Oh my god. You tried to hide it, but I could literally see that coral, coral colored matching set in the mirror. And that's not all I'm gonna say. The thing we used to fight about a lot, especially when we were like in high school, was clothes because here, here was the dynamic, okay? Sist we're the same size, we're the same like clothing size and shoe size. And so you would think, you know, naturally sisters share each other's clothes, you know, mi casa es su casa. No. I would open up my closet. I would open up my closet. Okay, you know what? Let me finish. I would open up my closet to Rakia, but anytime I would take stuff from Rakia's closet. You took my stuff without asking for my permission. Of course, I'm going to retaliate and say no. You you know, when Harima does things, she asks me before she goes to school, can I wear these shoes? Can I take your jacket? Can I wear this? Can I wear that? And I always say yes. Oh, almost always. Because she's so respectful and asks me. Here's the thing. A lot of the times I would ask you and you'd say no. And then... I'd be like, well, this is not fair because every time I ask you, you say no. But every time you ask me, I say yes. And to be honest, I didn't really borrow your clothes anyway. So it was more like you borrowed mine. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, move on. Someone asked about your experience being Muslim in Orange County because they're a new revert here and are nervous about how people re will react. Yeah, like I said, I've experienced microaggressions for being black, but... The majority of my experience came from being like Muslim. So maybe not the best experience. I know. I don't like going to certain like Newport. <sighs> Went there once. I hated it. Newport is the worst. Yeah, I got like stairs. 
Yeah, at school, they would play the Quran like it was like a song. Oh, the black backpack thing. You know where they drop the backpacks at you and run? Mm-hmm. That was a huge thing in middle school. Or they just make like really dumb jokes. I mean, maybe not the best, but it's not all bad. I think it depends on who you surround yourself with. Definitely if you're a new revert, go to your local mosque, try and make Muslim friends. That's personally what I do. I surround myself like my all my friends are either like South Asian, kind of from countries where they are familiar with Muslims or are actually Muslim themselves or just accepting and loving people because you don't have time to waste with the people that will hate crime you. Yeah, my friends are very protective, I would say. Whenever like my scarf like starts slipping back, they will always either point at it or like pull it for me or just be like, yo, your scarf. They're all POCs, so I think they all understand what it's like to like be targeted. So it's really nice having them around. So as long as you're surrounded by good people. My friend Sophia, not Sophia Perizadeh, but Sophia Sayed, asked, what are your favorite films? Probably Harry Potter. As kids, we loved rewatching the Harry Potter movies like every winter break when they would have the marathon. It would be like for a week straight, they'd have like two Harry Potter movies a night and we would record them and like watch them. And we'd like keep the recording for as long as we could because we were too cheap to like buy the, the DVDs. And then recently we bought the DVD set. So now we can always rewatch it. Have you seen the new Harry Potter movie? No. Me and my friends were talking about watching it and then... Our plans like fell through you don't want to wait for me to come home to watch it do you no it's okay it's okay i think i'm gonna watch it with some of my friends here anyways i'm excited for it though that one we've been waiting for like two and a half years someone else asked what is your favorite breakfast and drink order in the mornings i'll literally eat anything oh the tomato mozzarella thing from starbucks is really good and their matcha lemonade i would say that'd be my go-to matcha lemonade is so good i discovered it senior year of high school and i'm not even capping i would get it like two to three times a week i would order a matcha lemonade and in the fall i would get like their pumpkin loaf in the mornings warm before zero period oh it's also like really light so i don't feel too like weighted down by it i haven't had a matcha lemonade in such a long time but the next time i go to starbucks i want to order one another question so she's asking for favorite coffee spots in santa cruz I'll answer the Santa Cruz one, you answer for Orange County. What's your favorite coffee shop in Orange County? Oh, uh, Reborn Coffee. I think that's probably the best drink I've ever had. I got like the chaga matcha with um, vanilla cream like foam. So good. Passed away. But um, personally, I'm not like a super huge drink person. Like I find it wasteful to spend a lot of money on drinks. But I know that OC has like a lot of really good spots. I just don't go to them. Ooh, okay. That's a hot take. That should have been your unpopular opinion because I'm quite literally the opposite. I s waste my money on drinks. I love going and buying overpriced lattes on the weekends as like a treat to myself. And I always joke with people that if I was not Muslim and didn't drink alcohol, I'd probably be an alcoholic just because I love like fancy drinks. Yeah, it's a problem. So like I've tried so many coffee shops in santa cruz someone even swiped up on my story like a couple weekends ago and was like how do you even find all these places i'm like i don't know i just like explore downtown and i look for the most random like cafes and stuff and i try their lattes i think my favorite 
coffee shop. Okay, my, I'm going to give two. My favorite place to get matcha in Santa Cruz is Verve. It's this, like, apparently it's this Japanese place. They have a bunch of locations in Japan, and then they, it's like a chain up in the Bay Area. And then my favorite, like, coffee shop in Santa Cruz for the coffee itself would probably be... Uh, this one's really hard. Maybe see, I really like Santa Cruz Coffee Roasting's coffee, but I don't really like to study in there because it gets really dark. But if you're looking for like a really fancy latte, go to Flower Bar. Flower Bar is so good and it's really cute like to study there. I recommend you get the lavender latte. So two more questions. What are you most excited for about graduation? I don't think I'm really that excited for graduation. For me personally, I just finished my last AP exam on Wednesday. Um, I've been looking forward to the most like these past like these next couple weeks I guess like these next three weeks just because I'm done with school but I haven't graduated yet so like me and my friends have been starting to kind of live like relatively normal high school lives like um, on Thursday we went out and we watched a movie and we didn't leave the theater until like 11 p.m. and we were all like wow I can't believe we're actually out on like a weekday and we have all these plans for the next couple weeks where we're just going to be like hanging out and like doing things during the week and stuff which is like really refreshing because that's something that we never do just because of like school and stuff so i'm not necessarily excited for obviously i am excited to graduate and like walk at graduation but i'm mostly excited for all the events that are going to happen between now and graduation that's really good. I think you should take the time to like spend time with your friends and like celebrate right now because you have the rest of your life and you will get there, but yeah, it's important to live in the moment. Last question. Where do you see yourself in five years? So you'll be, wait, you're 17 right now? So you'll be 22. Um, hopefully, I know mom's not gonna like this, but hopefully I can move out and maybe like live on my own and experience life. I hope I have a good group of friends and I hope that I'm still close with um, some of my friends that I'm like really close with right now. Hopefully we all have like stable lives and mom and dad are free from us so they can like do whatever they want and nothing super specific. I'm also not like 100% sure about my career choice for right now. So hopefully I figure out what I want to do in life and I'm like, confident on that and no pressure to figure that out you have two more years i think you'll be fine in terms of the moving out and independence thing because as the middle child you have me as the trailblazer right to push the envelope because you know a couple years ago or actually not even a couple years ago like when we were young my mom used to say like i would never let my kids go to college far away but look at us now i go to school like seven hours away basically out of state you're dramatic. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Of course, my pleasure. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I will have Rakia's Instagram linked in the show notes if you guys want to go stalk her. I think she's private, so a select few may get through the request and be able to see her exclusive content. If you guys aren't following Disclaimers Aside over on the podcast Instagram, make sure to follow it. Give it a follow so you can be a part of the community. Also, make sure to rate and review this podcast episode. I really do appreciate it. If you guys leave a kind review, share your feedback. And besides that, I will see you guys in my next episode. Bye!